Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menino. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together with me, the birthday girl, and Steven, the birthday boy. (laughs) Yes, it is our birthday. It is June 8th. It is also Kanye West's birthday and Juliana Margulies' birthday. Every year I get that alert that's like, here are the birthdays on June 8th. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, the fact that Stephen and I share the birthday, we're, we're having a special birthday episode today. Of course, we are here because when you know better, you get better. I think sometimes people forget that and have very little forgiveness. But at the end of the day, you don't know until you know. And then when you know, you have the option to do better. And that's what we're here to do every day. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to get better. And we are going to start with our quote of the day. And it's from our guest, who we are very excited to have back. He is one of our top performing guests on this show because everybody wants a better brain. So our quote of the day is, if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. If broken by an inside force, life begins. Great things always begin from the inside. And that is Jim Quick, our guest today. We are very excited to uh, learn from him today and and figure out how to get better in the noggin. <laughs> um, we have a special guest alongside uh, Jeff and Steven, our AfterBuzz TV host and writer. Sana Moore is with us. Sana, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. <laughs> of course, of course. You know, we um, last week, our show kind of shifted into um, obvious, you know, newsworthy, relevant stuff because of everything that was going on. Um, I, I try to stay out of politics in general on this show because <laughs> I, I don't enjoy those conversations um, in general. So Whenever political things are going on, I don't get involved. Um, but COVID happened, I got involved. Black Lives Matter happened, I got involved. Um, and so I really wanted to hear from you. Um, you've been such a rock star uh, in our writers' oh, meetings. You. Like I told you, I think it was a few weeks ago, I, I called <laughs> you out because Kevin's like, I love this. Sanaa, Sanaa's amazing. <laughs> I'm in bed. He's like, and Sanaa this and Sanaa that. And so... <laughs> Um, when I thought about whose voices we could help amplify this week, um, I thought of you first and, um, uh, thank you. I'm excited to have you be on the show and share a little bit about what, um, what you've seen kind of on the front lines you have been, uh, out there protesting. And, um, I just want to know what you've been seeing. Yes, it's been a lot. I've seen all type of stuff that I thought was just on television, I've been able to see everything. And I remember, you know, just walking and seeing um, the tanks, the army tanks and the National Guard here, especially when it just happened and Trump had did his whole announcement. And then I look outside and all I see is army troops here, policemen here. And it was crazy because um, in the part of Los Angeles that I live, it's pretty fun. It's always people outside. And the dynamic totally changed. And that was alarming for me as well, too. It's been a whirlwind of emotions, though. <laughs> I can only imagine. I feel like, do you, do you live in Hollywood or West Hollywood? I live in the Hollywood area. Okay. Close to, it's like on the borderline, like close to West Hollywood too. What has it been like living on the front lines? And you know what, Jeff? I have never asked you that either because you live yeah. in West Hollywood, right? Yeah. And again, really close to the border of Hollywood. So, um, so now I'll let you go first, but I can speak to it as well. 
Yeah, it's been crazy. So going back to when um, COVID-19 and the um, pandemic happened, I've never seen Hollywood closed in a way. <laughs> like I've never seen it quiet. Yeah. So I now know what it's like to be with no noise and no people. And then being able to um, have the Black Lives Matter movement and everything going on. It's like the noise and everything is back. So now I feel back <laughs> in limbo with things. But, but interesting, the, every- the, the dynamic of the extremes, I didn't even think of that. You guys went from absolute silence to yes. absolute loud and force and madness, like so much going on, good and bad. Yeah, that, it, it's, it's, cr- it's insane when you really think about it because I can hear, like normally I hear sirens and stuff, but now you're hearing like shouting, you're hearing, you're hearing sirens, you're hearing... Um, you know, sometimes you can hear just like screams. It's so much going on and it can be heavy on your heart as well. Cause sometimes, you know, I just want to break <laughs> mentally yeah. and it's like, you can't because you live dead in the center of it 24 seven. So even like walking down, you know, I remember, um, when I was protesting about this, even the stance of the police officers in the beginning of it. It was so like, I want to say, yeah, aggressive in a way. It was very like tough, macho. Even if you're looking at them, um, they can sometimes come off aggressive and and trying to be intimidating to us. So um, it's been really crazy just trying to navigate through um, life now, knowing that, you know, the police officers in some ways can, you know, discriminate you against just by the color of your skin. Yeah. What was your craziest moment? Because you've been out there for at least uh, a few days now. Yes. Um, I have a few. (laughs) But um, one of my craziest moments is when I was protesting and it was Uh, When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. We were walking. I forgot what street exactly we were walking down. And one of the frontliners for real, who's like, head on with the protest they shot at him with a rubber bullet and he was walking and we were walking behind him and stuff and they shot him and it was still daylight out and I don't think it was the curfew yet and he got shot at and another lady she got shot at and her rubber bullet went through her pants and through she thought, her hands her pants, pants oh pants. oh my god yeah 
Wow. Yes. And the whole time, like, we're just like, what's going on? Like, we're scared because we're like, are you okay? That was the first thing all of us were thinking. We're like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like some of the protesters were helping him as he's like limping. So it was traumatizing even to watch that and to see that. And also um, being cornered by the police too, as they're trying to like cave in on us. The first like couple days and like two, three days of protesting when, you know, it was becoming a nationwide thing was crazy. People were saying, like, don't bring your kids there because it can get um, out of control. And sometimes the police can use force. Like what you see on television, what you see on Twitter, Instagram of some of the police, not all, but some of the police who've um, abused their power, who've beaten people or pulled their guns unnecessarily. That's, you know, traumatizing. And I know it's traumatizing for me. Um, I know a lot of us will need therapy after this as well. And black people, we all, we, we definitely need therapy for all the stuff that we've gone through in America, but especially now it's, it's really showing now that it's not just a black or it's not a black issue or like it's black versus white. That's not the issue right now. It's like either right or wrong. You know, it's no gray areas to this. It's no like, it's very black or white. Like, there's no gray areas to this. We've seen the videos. We can do the research, and we know what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I can only imagine what kind of living there as a black woman would feel like. I mean, I just know myself. I'm over the hill. <laughs> I don't mean an age. Um, <laughs> I'm over the physical hell. That's so weird to say on your birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, I have gone through like a roller coaster of emotions and I am very empathetic. And so I feel a lot and I get really, I can't even talk about it. So I actually try not to talk sometimes because I just, I'm tired of crying. Um, but you know, it's, it's so heavy and I've, I've removed myself from the news after I had brain surgery three years ago on this day. Shit, I didn't even think of that. Um, Three years ago on this day, right about now, they were pretty deep in my brain. Um, And uh, I removed myself from the news because it was so depressing. And I just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. That's why I said, like, I don't even do it on the show. I just, I, I remove myself from all of it and I try to continue learning and growing and and keeping as positive as I can because I feel like we have choices on how we what we choose to focus on and so I try to choose my my focus well uh then COVID-19 happened and so the same thing happened in the beginning I was like a roller coaster and I was like glued to the news and the more news I consumed the more depressed I got and then eventually I was like okay I think I know enough I'm out and then I got happier and Jim Quick, our guest today, will talk to us about um, digital delusion, digital distraction, and how much of it affects our brains and our, our chemistries and our bodies. Um, and then this happens. And so the same thing. And I'm just, I'm so depressed that, first of all, we even have to have these conversations. Like, why are we, like, how do people not see we're all people? We all bleed the same. We all cry the same. We we are the same. And yet we're not. 
Yeah. And it's crazy, you know, it's also interesting you bring that point up as well, because I remember my grandmother telling me stories about what it was like. And then um, my mom telling me stories. And now I have stories that I can tell my children. And when I was telling my nieces and nephews about what I endured and what it was like and sending pictures, they were like, what? That's crazy. And um, my sister was saying, one of my nieces asked, like, you know, why did they, why do they treat us like this? Yeah. And it's sad. She's, she's 10. Yeah. As Dr. Dan Siegel told us the other day on the show, he's like, there's a little more melatonin in the skin. What are we talking about? Um, And it's sad that you're, that it hasn't stopped at your generation and that we, but I will say the progress is in, is in, is as evident as ever. When you see 20,000 people marching yesterday and this is still going strong and the fact that all 50 states and even in suburbs the protests came up to our our neighborhood this weekend and when I found out I was like Kevin we have to go and I've been protecting my parents because they're quarantining with us but I was like okay we'll, we'll we'll go in the car and so I had the sign and I was hanging out the car and we were honking at everybody and then I was like well I guess we could walk because we'll just stay really far behind everybody, you know? And so then we started walking really far behind everybody. And, you know, when everybody was across the street kneeling, I was on the other side kneeling with Kevin. And so, you know, we felt so emotional getting to participate in history because I do believe change is upon us. Change is in, we're in the midst of change. You're seeing policy changing. People are trying to make adjustments because Unfortunately, they're being forced. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it has to go that way that they have to be forced to do the right thing, but it's happening. Um, and as Tabitha, was it Tabitha Brown, my new favorite person? Yep. I love her. I'm That's obsessed. My so now I'm getting her on the show. You'll have to co-host that day. I am obsessed with her. Again, as she said, finish the job. She's like, I know you're tired, but... That keeps sticking in my head. And that's where I think you need your reinforcements. You need the rest of us to stand with you guys. And, and, you know, it's, it's, um, it's so important that we finish the job together. We are better together. And, um, and if we can listen to the words of Tabitha and I, I posted her on my Instagram, one of the biggest roles you have as an interviewer is to listen, right? So I've gotten really good at listening. And if more people listened, and as she says, weren't quick to judge, quick to, you know, respond and react and all of that, like, and if we just led with some compassion on every side, lead with some compassion, lead with some forgiveness, lead with love, lead, lead with peace, lead with understanding, things would be so much better. Mm-hmm. They would. And we have to listen to each other. And we have to also understand that, you know, and accepting what's happened through history and accepting that um, Black people, once a lot of people understand that Black people are one of or the only people that don't get human rights. We get killed. I remember even being in a car. I remember driving. I am, I don't like driving for real. 
because I've been um, pulled over one time when I was in Chicago and I was told, you know, why are you on this side of town? You live on this side. And I talk with my hands. And when I get nervous, I continue to talk with my hands. And he thought I was trying to fight him. And he's a white cop and he thought I was trying to fight him and attack him. So he brought his partner to the other side of my car. And it's only me. I think I was like 19 or 20 at the time. And those type of interactions are not positive. And I think also, you know, a lot of the time we're calling for reform. We're calling for the justice system to include black people. The um, civil rights movement was huge. Um, The protests lasted over 300 days. And it's until really, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And there's so much in history, um, even in history books, you don't know a lot about um, black inventors. You don't know about our history and where we come from. And I even said in an open letter that I wrote, you know, black people, we were stripped of our native tongue. I don't know. A lot of us, we don't know what part of Africa we're, we're from. We don't know that some people um, I saw a picture on Twitter of a black boy in a cage and it was two white girls like, you know, smiling next to it as if like he's an animal. We've been treated like this for so long. And now, especially with my generation, enough is enough. And I told a cop, I even told a cop when I was protesting, call your people out when you see, um, Things that are not well, and I tell um, some of my, well, you know, white friends that I do have or white people that ask, you know, how can we help? Call people out. When you see something wrong and you see something that does not sit right and you know that it's wrong, call them out. Yep. Yeah. And let them know that this is not okay. Because if we continue this behavior and we continue being passive and just saying, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't say, Call them out because it'll come if it comes from another white person and you're calling another white person out, they'll receive it and see like, wow, yeah, someone who looks like me doesn't think this is right. Yeah, agreed. And and educate yourself like Kevin and I watched um, uh, the grant, the grant documentary on the History Channel and learned all of all about, you know, the civil rights movements and all of that. It, mm-hmm. You have to educate yourself. History was not my favorite subject in school. <laughs> um, neither. Everybody forced Greek mythology on me because I was Greek. I didn't like that either. Um, oh, yeah. But I I am educating myself and and trying to to learn so that I can be better, too. In the meantime, Sana, you have really been an incredible um writer on our staff you're such thank you you know kevin has spoken so highly of everything i've been reading everything that you're doing as well so i thank you for your contribution and for um helping um get the message out and um thank you yeah you're all right friends let's talk about something we all do snack trust me i've definitely overindulged in the past but as you know i am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Really, you're really great. And I I, I have to say, we have to get to our interview because he has a hard out. But before I get to that, I forgot all about what was to the right because I got so focused over here. But I walked in this morning and there are cakes and all kinds of things going on over here. So I have to acknowledge, it says, to Maria from a boy no longer in his 20s. Oh, my God. Kevin <laughs> always me. used to say, um, he called Kevin a boy in his 20s. Let's see what he's got. Oh, it's a mug. Mayo makes my hair shiny. Oh my God. A big Ed mug. Big Ed? <laughs> big Ed, who was trending last night on Twitter for, I don't know, people hating on him. I, I didn't see the tell all other than what I've seen his him do on uh, 90 Day Fiance and his not very kind behavior towards Rose um, that he doesn't like to really acknowledge. <laughs> And then he, I did see last night a little bit of it, and he threw his, his daughter under the bus. He's like, I was willing to fall, to go back into love with you and, and abandon my daughter again. And she's, <laughs> she's literally on the, on the Zoom, what? and she starts bawling. And she's like, you were willing to ruin your relationship with me again over this woman? Oh, God. <laughs> the guy yeah, puts his foot in his mouth. Now you can drink coffee. Are you him. a 90-day fan? Oh, an enthusiast. I love it. I've been watching it from the get-go. It is the best. Okay, so Steven, this is amazing. Thank you. Um, I don't know what this is. To Maria from June 8th. We'll see what this means. Hold on. Another mug. Oh my god, Darcy. I don't I don't need love. <laughs> I love these mugs. Steven, you're a genius. This is hilarious. Oh, my God. My 90-day fiancé dreams have come true. Okay. And then I see um, my banana nut. What do you call it? Banana nut bread? It's like the poppy seed bread we do for Christmas. Poppy seed prepared in an OCD sanitized kitchen by a masked and gloved baker. You and Laura, thank you so much. Very careful, yes. Um, What is this cake? You know, we uh, just thought it seemed like a good for the morning. Strawberry shortcake would be good. And you don't need to read that now, but there's something small in there, Maria. And I don't know if you saw, there's a squirrel on the front. I know. You know, I love squirrels. Um, But that little paper actually is my small little gift that I think you'll like. um, I made a small donation to the Westside uh, German Rescue, the German Shepherd Rescue. So that's how he's going to be friends with Max. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. You guys, so sweet. Thank you so much. I know Stephen and I celebrated with many, many. like a mini event this weekend. It was like a small celebration. It was like five people. <laughs> but like, we were like, you know what? It's like everybody needs to smile after being yeah. in quarantine for so long. And so we had our party hats, we had our party masks and our party gloves. <laughs> well, we have to learn how to eventually regather. So I think it's about time for very small groups. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, listen, let's uh, let's get to our chat with the great Jim Quick. He is the founder of Quick Learning and a widely recognized world expert in speed reading, memory improvement, brain performance and accelerated learning. Jim's first appearance on our show, like I said, is one of our most popular episodes. And he's here today to, today to discuss his new book, Limitless, which is currently 
uh, on the New York Times bestseller list and has been since it came out. We're going to talk about how we can master our brains during this time of crisis. And Jim says there's never been a better time for this book to come out because of those teachings. So Jim, thank you so much for joining us. Maria, thanks for having me back and happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I I wondered if you could remember that maybe by next year. Like, will you remember without a calendar reminder or? (laughs) (laughs) Talk talk about being better. Our world is a better, brighter, more beautiful place because you were born. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan. We've had you come speak at AfterBuzz to all of our hosts, and they have all um, been so moved by that day and have learned so much that they've been able to apply and opening up their brains and upgrading them. Um, This book is next level. And I want to start with, um, you know, you said that there's never been a better time for this book to come out. And I'm curious before I jump in with my thoughts, why do you say? Well, I think we're, we're at an interesting time in, in human history right now that um, the book uh, originally we got asked uh, if we wanted to move it to the fall. And, uh, you know, the book is for me is more than a book on speed reading and learning languages and remembering names, things that you and I, we've talked about in, in your show before. This book is about managing your mind in times of crisis. It's about how to regain your focus or your your performance when you have forced work from home, or how do you support your children when they're not in school, or how do you how do you maintain a positive attitude and make pos- positive progress in um, in disturbing uncertain times? How do you support your 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 fellow humans? You know, on on this quest to that we all you know desire and deserve to to live and and live a, a just and, and and fulfilling life. And so, um, this book shows you really, it's an owner's manual for your mind, which really is controlling everything else. And I feel like it's an important conversation to have, you know, today. So let's start with mindset. It's interesting. We had Dr. Dan Siegel, who I'm sure you're very familiar with, on the show the other day, and he was talking about mindset. Give me your definition of mindset. So for me, our mindset are the set of assumptions and attitudes we have about something. So it could be our attitudes and assumptions about how the world works, uh, our attitudes, assumptions about fairness, about justice, our attitudes, assumptions about health, our attitudes, assumptions about education, our attitudes, assumptions about our own life. Things that would fall in this category are things like what you believe is possible, things that would fall in this, uh, what you believe you're capable of, uh, things like what you believe you deserve, what you believe is right, what you believe is fair. All that for me would fall under mindset. And how how does it help us in this moment where yeah. you're seeing, um, when you're seeing the fact that people have to beg for their basic human rights, right? And you're seeing people on the other side who want to deny it, who, um, who, yeah, who want to deny it in every way, whether it's it's real in their minds or whether um, they don't want them to have equal rights, right? Like Sanaa is here and um, we were chatting about it a little earlier. How do we change their mindset? And, and are we able to change their mindset or do they have to change their mindset? Yeah, so this is this is a great question, and this is a deep conversation. So let, let, let's unpack that. Um, I, I, I love the earlier the earlier segment, Sana. So it's good. It's good to see you here. 
Thank um, you. The basis of the, the conversation that I'm looking to have with people is how do you, the question I'm getting a lot on social media, having wrote a book called Limitless, is how do you become limitless in a limited world, right? And yep. uh, it's an interesting conversation. And I really do believe that, uh, that we do it, the answer to that is we do it together that we could be limitless together, that, like you say, better, uh, better together. And so how can you go about changing things? I think there's three areas that need to change for any progress to be made, because limitless is not about being perfect. Limitless is about advancing and progressing towards, uh, towards, towards what's possible, you know, towards what's, what's just, towards what's fair. Um, and so there are three areas that we need to unlimit in order to have transformation to happen. And I talk about that in the book, meaning that this book initially was a book purely about methodology. It was about these, the subtitle of Limitless is Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. And I believe everybody has a right to an exceptional life. Um, and so more than even just learning, I think it starts with learning and we all have to go through a learning process. Um, you know, even 2020, I, I think is, a, is an, it's an incredible spark for, for global, um, reflection, you know, to be able to check in with, sometimes it takes adversity or difficulty for us to be able to question like norms and what, what is, what is normal, or it takes a pandemic for us to go inside and maybe solitude is a good time for self-reflection and really connect with what's most important to us in life. But when I talk about in the book, unlimiting, unlimiting has to happen in three areas for progress to happen. And I call this the limitless model, limitless model. So I want everyone to do what we did last time we turned into a masterclass and we were memorizing like brain foods and mm -hmm. how to remember names and all that. I want everyone just to picture a, a Venn diagram, a Venn diagram. By the way, just, Jim, just FYI, that was so perfectly timed, but because I ended up buying so much dark chocolate in the in the crisis in the COVID crisis, and every night I was eating a massive bar of Ghirardelli's dark chocolate salt, you know, <laughs> chocolate, and I had no guilt. <laughs> so anyhow, okay, so go back to the. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Grab, sorry to distract um so i want just to think about um you could draw it out i would recommend it because i this is the framework i see progress through yeah right here it does to look at, at your life or other people's lives around you and if there's there's a point where you feel constrained um or somebody is constrained they're not making progress like think about okay so let's do this makes real personal i want everybody to make this unique and customize this to yourself where do you feel like you're limited 
where do you feel like you're not making progress? You feel like you're in a, a box. Um, it could be in, um, it could be in your health. It could be in your learning. It could be in your career. It could be in your impact. You know, it could be any area of your life. Where do you feel like you're in a box? Now that box by definition, it's three dimensional and the three forces it's uh, that keep you in that box are the same three forces that will liberate any of us as an individual or as a community or as a world also as well. And the three forces I'm going to represent with these three circles. So I want everyone to just think about three intersecting circles that look like Mickey Mouse, like two ears and, uh, and a face. And uh, they overlap a little bit. And so these are the three M's that I talk about in order to be limitless. And the last M are your methods. And I tend to alliterate everything. I tend to, to rhyme or use acronyms just to make it easy to, to store. But these are the three M's to making personal progress because this is a framework not only for accelerated learning, it's for a framework for unlocking like our true potential. And so the last one are methods. And initially this book, before I turned it in, was all on methodology, the things you and I have talked about in our, our previous episode, how to read three times faster, how to remember names, uh, how to change your habits, how to be able to focus and concentrate in a, in a difficult, you know, challenging world full of rings and pings and dings. Um, and then I asked myself, before I sent it to my publisher, I asked myself this question, and I apologize for the background noise. I happen to be in the center of uh, New York City um, quarantined here. So it's a- uh, Well, it just opened up today, right? Yeah. So there's yeah. there's all the noise. There is, there is noise in the background. And so this is real and this is raw. Um, so when we're talking about, when before I, I hit send to my publisher, I asked myself this question. I said, will 100% of the people get the results that they were hoping for if they read this book? And my honest answer was no, because there are two elements that were missing. And those are the first two M's that come before methodology. And the methodology could be the system. It could be an individual system for reading faster or for investing or for building a business or for getting healthy, or it could be a systemic, it could be a big system, right? In the form of policy. And so we have methodology, but methods, a lot of people know the methods, but they're not happening in the world individually or as a group. You have to check in with individual and collective mindset and also the second M, which is motivation. Okay, so let's break this down. And so this is going to be, it's going to be extremely practical, I promise everybody here. So the first M is mindset, as we've described a set of assumptions and attitudes about something, about the world, about humanity, about yourself. And I mentioned some of the things that would be in there that everyone could relate to are things that you believe is possible. Like, do you believe change is possible? So that's one thing. Um, do you believe you could build that business or have that impact? Do you believe that uh, you know that this cause is something that's possible, right? Because all behavior is belief-driven. If we don't address the belief, then, for example, somebody could believe. Um, I, I could teach someone a method for how to remember names, but their belief is I'm not smart enough or I'm just too old. Then the method's not going to work, right? Um, so what you believe is possible, what you believe you're capable of. Maybe you believe it's possible, but you believe you're not capable of having that or helping create that new reality. Um, what you believe you deserve would fall underneath this category also as well, because I feel like we are thermostats that sometimes uh, we set have a setting of, of something in our mind and we, we operate according to what we believe we deserve in a relationship, for example. And we always kind of meet that or, or possibly an income um, and or possibly impact. So that would be mindset. 
And in the book, I talk about seven lies to learning, but these, there are also a lot of lies that we need to dispel in the world. Uh, a lie for me is an acronym. Of course, it's limited idea entertained. I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, a, a lie for me is a limited, it's not necessarily true, but it's a limited idea that we give energy to or we choose in the moment to believe it's true. And the reason why I, I talk about mindset first is because you can't behave out of alignment with what you believe is, is fair or true for yourself. And so that's our mindset. And I could go deeper into this. The second M though is our motivation. So for example, you could believe anything is possible in your mind, that's your mindset, and you could even have the right methods for change, but if you're not motivated, you're still stuck in that box, right? If you're not motivated, if you don't have drive, you don't have purpose, somebody could still be stuck in that box. So think about that area that's personal to you. It could be what's going on in your world or in, in our world, you know, collectively, and check with your mindset. Do you believe it's possible? Do you believe you're capable of, of, help, of supporting this? Do you believe you're you des it's deserving? And also, but then you can have the methods, but you're not motivated. So motivation for me is a three-step formula. Think about an area where you lack drive. And for me, evidence that someone is motivated is not what they say or not even what they feel, it's what they do because I believe the life we live are the lessons we teach. The life we live are the lessons we teach. Somebody could say they're motivated to have positive change or they could feel motivated, but if they're not doing something, they're not truly motivated. And so motivation for me, three-step formula, P times E times S3, P times E times S3. So let, let's do a thought experiment. Let's say we wanted to build the ultimate motivated human being. Right. And they're let's say let's take it very basic. Let's say this person wants to be motivated to exercise something just simple. Right. But they're not doing consistently. You need those three things. P times E times S3. So the P stands for purpose, purpose. And I don't mean intellectual purpose. A lot of people intellectually know certain things in their mind, but they're not acting with their hands, meaning it goes from your head to your heart to your hands. That's the syntax for change. Some, you could believe something in here or set a goal here for change, individual or collectively, but if you're not acting with your hands, people need to allow themselves to feel the second age, which is your heart, which are the emotions, because we are not logical, we are biological. If you think about dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, we are this chemical soup of emotions, and we don't do something unless we feel it. We can know what's right in our heads, but if we're not acting with our hands, even with what's going on right now, whether it's voting or, or protesting or, or, or donating or doing the things that are positive, but if you don't feel it, you're not going to make that change. Yep. So the P purpose, meaning again, not intellectual. Everyone knows intellectually why they should exercise and eat right, you know, or do some reading every single day. But if they don't feel it, and I and I think it's important when I when I talk about purpose, it's not just the positive feelings. It's not just feeling the positivity of what's going to come from it. It's also feeling that maybe feeling, allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable because when things are uncomfortable, usually that's when change happens, you know? And so what's going to happen if we don't make change right now, individually or collectively and allow yourself to feel that uncomfortable because it adds fuel energy mm. to, to the car that we're driving together. So that P stands for purpose. 
Now, when I say when somebody has unyielding, limitless motivation, I mean where it doesn't get, a lot of people will get excited about something for the moment and say like, okay, they get hyped up and they see something on television or they, 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 they go to a seminar, get excited, okay, I'm gonna change my life and change the world A, B, and C, but the next morning, A, B, and C doesn't happen because they're either not feeling the purpose, right? Positive and negative, or I said, my mind said, okay, if somebody just has purpose, will they always be motivated to act? And I said, no, they could be lacking the E. The E stands for energy, mm-hmm. energy. Simple example, working out. Somebody could feel the purpose of working out and they could feel like, oh, they wanna, they wanna be, they wanna live longer, they wanna be able to have energy, do these things, but maybe they have a newborn or they have, they're so stressed out because of what's going on in the world, they haven't slept in three nights, they're not gonna be very motivated to maybe work out that day. Or we know like leaders are readers, right? And I think everyone should read 30 minutes a day, you know, every, every single day, just because reading is your mind, what exercises your body. Um, but if say, let's say you had a big processed meal and you're in a food coma, you could have purpose, but you don't have the energy. So that's why we've talked about in the previous episode, different things you can do to optimize your sleep, the best brain diet, you know, how to mitigate stress because chronic stress shrinks your brain. And chronic fear actually makes you more susceptible to colds, the flus, the viruses. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. It's a whole area of science called psychoneuroimmunology, but energy is so important. Or you might be around energy vampires that are just saying, why are you doing this? you know, every single night, or why are you listening to this, or why are you watching, you know, people could steal your energy too, so you can lack energy, so fortify your energy. And then finally, my mind said, okay, if somebody has enough purpose and they feel it, if they have an abundance of limitless energy, um, will they always act? And my mind was like, no, there's another exception. They could be missing S3. S3 stands for small, simple steps. Small, simple steps. Because often when people are going after something, they can have a big purpose. They have a vision for things, but they haven't broken it down into something that's bite-sized. Because I believe inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard, it'd be too hard in your mind. Mm-hmm. Going back to the for just application of exercise, for somebody who doesn't exercise regularly, working out for an hour could be just so intimidating, Yep. you know, confusing. And a confused mind doesn't do anything. So a small, simple step is instead of working out for an hour, it's putting on your running shoes. Uh, maybe instead of reading 45 minutes a day and studying, you know, so you can become aware and you can learn, um, maybe uh, breaking, maybe reading is too long, but maybe opening up a book is a small, simple step or reading one line in a book is a small, simple step, you know, or so how you get your small, simple step, simple question. What is the tiniest action I could take 
to help make progress towards this goal? You know, what is the tiniest action I could take right now to give me progress towards this goal? And you break it down into small, simple steps. And I believe little by little, a little can become a lot, especially collectively. Everything that everybody does, little by little, it adds up to a whole lot. So I think that's the formula for sustained um, motivation, uh, meaning find the purpose, allow yourself mm -hmm. to feel it, make sure you have energy and you're taking care of yourself because it's really hard to be motivated if you're not, if you're not filling up the well. And then finally break things down into small, simple steps because if it's too confusing or intimidating, you get overwhelmed and a confused person doesn't do anything. I love this. I feel like when I'm when I'm hearing you, I, I've been writing notes just to even identify my own. And energy is definitely one. And then mm -hmm. the small, simple steps. It's big. Yeah. And a lot of people are very purpose driven. If they stall, check in with your fuel. And again, you don't have energy. You do energy. People, um, we're, we're in this mass hypnosis. I, I really think this conversation is about transcending, transcending, ending the trance, ending this mass hypnosis, you know, these lies that maybe are, are propagated through media, our marketing, you know, that we're not enough, you know, or, or that we're not X, right? Yeah. And so you have to be very careful about those kind of thoughts. And so the, what we're focusing on is feel the purpose allow yourself to have so for example a lot of people say i don't have focus today to do this i don't have creativity to do this i don't i don't have energy i don't have motivation i don't have you know blank but these aren't things you have these are things you do and when you take these nouns and you turn them into verbs then it gives you your your power back yeah right? so up and just say oh i hope i have energy to be able to this you know, you actually do things to be able to help create more energy. So you have mindset, you have motivation, and you have the methods. And the methods, if, if mindset is what's possible, possible, possibility, mindset, I mean, motivation is purpose, then the methods are the actual process. What are the processes you're going to take, you know, in terms of the system to be able to do that? Now, in the book, we talk about processes for reading faster, improving your memory, focus, concentration, but it could be processes for building a business, processes for being healthy, processes for making, you know, social change. And so you, then you get to focus on the methods because the mindset and the motivation are there. Because here's the thing, here's the aha for a lot of people. If you drew out this Venn diagram, um, these three circles, where mindset crosses over with motivation, I'm going to give you three eyes. You have inspiration. Now you have mindset experts. You have great books on mindset, a great book by Dr. Carol Dweck called Mindset. You have people that are very motivational or motivational books where they cross over, you have inspiration and they're inspiring speakers, you know, that are leading movement. There, there, there are inspiring books, they're inspiring movies. And what does an inspiring movie do for you? It changes a little bit about what's possible in your mindset, mm -hmm. energy and drive and your motivation. But the challenge with just dealing with inspiration, someone can be inspired, but they don't know what to do because they lack the methods. Now, where mindset crosses over with methods, you have the second eye, the second eye, which is ideation. Mindset is what you believe in your head is possible, what you believe you deserve, what you believe you're capable of. Uh, methods are in your head are the things that you need to do, but you lack motivation, right? So you're still stuck in that box and it just stays an idea. 
like, you know, I, I think so. So an idea about, oh, you know, I have this idea that I could read faster. I could, I, I, I a, an idea that we could live in a socially just society. It just stays an idea without the motivation. And then finally, the third I, where motivation crosses over with methods, motivation and methods, you have implementation. Somebody is motivated. They found the purpose. They have energy. And when I say energy, it doesn't, it could be as an individual having energy, or it could be resources. It could be time. I mean, it could be money, you know, so resources at a collective or, you know, um, societal level. And they could break things down to small, simple steps, but, and they know the methods for making, you know, long lasting change, but they could still be stuck in that box because the collective mindset or the individual mindset hasn't changed of what's possible, you know, or what you, or what people deserve. Now the last I, I'll throw in fourth I, where the three M's, mindset, motivation, and methods converge, or the three I's converge, inspiration, ideation, and implementation. You have a fourth I, and that's integration. Integration, kind of like integer or integral back in school, it means, it means it's whole. And integration is just who you are. And for me, that is the limitless state. And so this framework for me is a framework, it's a lens to look at not only accelerated learning, but for unlocking human potential. Because when I talk about being coming limitless, for me, the limitless resource we have on planet Earth is, is human potential, right? There is no, the sky is not the limit. Our minds and our hearts are the limit, right? There is no limit to creativity. There's no limit to our imagination, what we can imagine in terms of being better you know, doing better and being better. There's no limit to human, our ability to come together. There's no, there's no limit to human determination, you know, and, and, and faith and persistence. And so I wrote this book as a real owner's manual for our mind. So when we get those three areas aligned, we could live in a more limitless world. I love that. Like, I feel like that alone is a seminar <laughs> that is like beyond um, priceless. Before we move on from that, Sanaa, do you have anything you want to ask him uh, regarding this limitless model? Yes, it's so intriguing. I'm thinking about it even with my own life, you know, because I've been wanting to exercise. So now all I have to do is put on my running shoes and I can say I did it. (laughs) (laughs) It's step one. It's the small, simple steps. It's then you can build off of that. I love it. Um, One thing I wanted to ask with everything going on, um, a lot of times we're seeing um, some people who are racist and they have these ideological ideologies and mindsets that have been embedded in their minds for like years, how would your method of thinking limitless and changing behavior, how could it be incorporated into their daily lives to unlearn um, those behaviors? Mm -hmm. Great question. Yeah, Sanai, I think you you use that's such a powerful word, uh, unlearn, because I, I believe when we're talking about the majority of these limitations, that these limits really, um, that they were learned. And because like, um, we talked about in a previous episode, Maria, that I had a brain injury and I had learning difficulties. And when I was nine, I was slowing down the entire class and the teacher pointed to me and said, that's the boy with the broken brain. And, uh, and I think she was coming to my defense because I was the teacher, I was being teased a lot and bullied by my classmates. I think they were saying, oh, this, this kid has challenges. 
But all I remembered was broken brain. That's what I got out of it. And that label became my limit. It put me in that box. But it wasn't like I was born with that that label, right? And I feel like a lot of labels, I mean, a lot of limits are learned. And what we believe is possible is a learned thing. You know, what we believe we're capable is a learned thing. You know, what we believe we deserve could also be learned because of, of media, because of our environment, because of our experiences and everything. So how do you go through a process of unlearning these things? And I call this term unlimiting. Unlimiting, for me, unlimited is like static. And I'm, I'm not really big for one, just like nouns being having something or not having it. You know, being unlimited is something that's fixed, but unlimiting is the active removal of limits. Like really what I love about these conversations that we're, that we are, we're having right now, even whether it's the pandemic, you know, uh, or, or anything else is we're, we're having conversations about redrawing the borders and boundaries of what's fair and what's possible. Right. And sometimes it takes an external force. Like, for example, going to motivation, just a simple, something simple everyone can relate to, um, purpose, right? I, I know somebody, an acquaintance, not a friend, but an acquaintance that just had a very unhealthy lifestyle and would do all the things that you would know that would make somebody unhealthy. And uh, eventually everyone close to him said, you look, you got to stop doing smoking. You got to start doing this, 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 and still wouldn't change. And he ended up having a heart attack, almost died, had triple bypass surgery. He lived and then he still didn't change anything. He went back to his old habits because the challenge is, is they say, I talk about in the book, we have about 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. The challenge are 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. So how do you have change if we're always reinforcing the same thoughts and beliefs? Mm -hmm. Find that a lot of times people don't change because what they're really looking to do is validate what they already think is what, what things are. They're looking for evidence saying that, that they're a right. Even when people, they aren't really listening. Like I think now is an opportune time to listen, but we're not really listening. We're, we're just thinking about, we're waiting for our turn to speak. Yes. That we're thinking about how we are going to respond and, and, and validate, you know, like ours. And one of the things that keep us le lear learning slowly is just not being able to entertain somebody else's point of view. But going back to purpose, this gentleman he had a heart attack, almost died, still didn't change his lifestyle. And I see him on the streets a few years later, and he's the picture of health. He looks so much younger, so much fitter. And I was like, well, what, what happened? You know, like, he was like, oh, I changed my lifestyle. I started to exercise. I started eating this. And, and I'm like, but yeah, but you didn't do that after you had a heart attack, almost died. And, and he was like, yeah, but um, one day I came home and my daughter was crying and crying and crying and tears wouldn't stop crying. And, uh, and I find out that she had a dream that... That I, that I had um, passed and and wasn't going to be there to be able to be there for um, to walk me down the aisle and this whole thing right but that was an emotional purpose and I feel like one of the things that get us to change are are these stories are the things that we're feeding our mind are the things that life conditions that force a spark there's this quote that I just posted I reposted from is uh, it was Leslie Dwight. I don't know if you. It's my, my latest post talked about what if twenty twenty isn't canceled. Yeah. Have you had this post? Like, I loved if, this post. I didn't see it on yours. I'll pull it I've up. I've got so it. I can, I can uh, read oh, it. Real go quick. ahead. Read yeah, it. it says, "What if twenty twenty isn't canceled? 
What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awakening, awakening us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change, declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. Yep. Yeah. I, I love I, that. I really believe that I don't. I don't have a simple answer for this. What 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 I what I know is, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'd love to have a deeper conversation about this. Is that in terms of mindset, motivation, and and methods, is that we need to in order to change things are learned. And I have a I have a universal belief that things can be unlearned also. But people need the purpose to to do so, because unlearning it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of commitment to study be able to be open to another person's point of view mm -hmm. to be able to have compassion but i think that that individual that maybe is stuck in that in a way of thinking just in any way of thinking they need a big enough purpose something to affect them personally so that they feel it and it becomes a spark you know and then they need something to do with that energy you know in terms of breaking down the small simple step because those small simple steps builds consistency and commitment over 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 time and so sometimes it takes a life condition to wake people up out of this, out of their norm, out of their, their matrix, you know, in terms of how they like to see the world. And, but people need to have commitment. Even when I train individuals, I only find that I have long lasting change. If somebody is number one, motivated, because you can't teach somebody who's not motivated to do anything, right? We can't change somebody. Just think about how hard it is to change ourselves, right? In, 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 in things, to get ourselves to do things. But it, but so, we, so if somebody has to have that motivation and they also have the mindset where they're open to new ideas and, and such. And some people that are, hold us back from change, it's unfortunate because it, it, I feel like some of those people are the people closest to us, you know, either yeah. families or friends. And, you know, sometimes it's because we give them the power to hold because of fear of looking bad to others or what's going to what are people going to think if I make this post or I make this statement and this expectations and opinions of others. I, I want to remind everybody that we have like, we have one life here. You know, why, why aren't we acting as if we are on fire moving towards something? Cause when we're taking our final breaths and I spent a lot of time in senior centers, I lost my grandmother to, to Alzheimer's. So I spent a lot of time helping seniors polish off their memories and, mm. and such, but you hear a lot of regret. And then yeah. the biggest regret I hear consistently from people at that stage of their life is that, you know, that they shrunk their life. They didn't express themselves. They didn't do the things that they knew that was right or the things they know that they should have. They didn't pursue this relationship maybe because of what people would think if they dated or they didn't pursue, they pursued a certain career path because it was expected by their parents or they didn't do something. And I would remind everybody that when we are taking our final breaths, other people's opinions and our fears, none of that's going to matter. What's going to matter is how we loved, how we learned, and how we lived. Because I believe the life we live are the lessons we teach. And and I just, it's just, and whoever is listening to this, that, that, that individual where that hits home, it's just that other people's opinions, when you are in that box, is not a pleasant conversation. I want to, I think we're going to go into it, but like when we're in that, box in the ground there's no space in there for possessions 
and people can have all the toys and everything else that we have is great, but there's also no space for regrets, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now, now is, now is the time to take those, those actions. And I think that the world, you know, based even that quote, you know, depending on how people interpret it, that 2020, as, as many people entered, it was 2020 was 2020, like vision, right? 2020 sight vision. And, and I would say now is a great time to go back inside you know, as, as we are cocooning or alone with our fears or doubts, our concerns, we might be feeling alone and everything is to reconnect with a lot of people suffer from burnout or they feel like they're too tired because they're doing too much. I think those, a lot of those same people, they're not burnt out because they're doing too much. They're, they're burnt out because they're doing too little that makes a difference. They're doing too little of the things that make them come alive and contribution, service to others, make people come to life because everything in nature grows and everything in nature gives. Everything it does. If it's not growing, it dies. And if it's not giving back to, you know, to the environment, to each other, then it's then it becomes extinct. And I really feel like that's really what lights people up. And it and and the benefit of it, you don't give I and mean, you don't to get, you give because it's who you are. Right. I mean, that that's why we're here. That's how we become limitless together. You know, when you are your brother's or your sister's keeper and you have each other's back, that's the way we could all level up, you know, together. And so I don't know, I, I, I could rant on this for a while. I mean, but, I but, could sit here and listen to you rant forever. What an incredible <laughs> point. Burnout isn't always because you're just tired. It's because you're not giving, you're not living your purpose, probably. Right. Yeah, and I think a big part of purpose is making a difference. Even when I said chronic stress shrinks your brain or chronic fear actually makes you more susceptible to you know viruses and everything, I, I feel like part of it is just also taking care of yourself because mental and emotional health right now, like it's I'm so concerned. Like we're not, I, I'm, I'm a big on words because words have an effect on our brains. It's like we're not socially distancing right right now. We are being social right now. We're physically distancing ourselves. We're not socially distancing ourselves. We're not mentally distancing ourselves. We're not emotionally distancing ourselves. And I think right now, also just a reminder for everybody, just that mental and emotional health transcends gender, race, sexuality, socioeconomic status, religion, ethnicity, national borders, no matter who you are, where you come from, what you believe, the need for hope and, and getting help is really universal. And so it's just a reminder to people who are struggling right now that kindness, that while viruses and fear and anger is contagious, so is positivity, Mm -hmm. so is compassion, so is love, so is wisdom, so is kindness, right? Kindness is so important more than ever right now because, okay, I'm going to get it. First of all, kindness is free. So I don't know, I understand why people aren't sprinkling that stuff like, like (laughs) this. You never know how, how hurt somebody is. Right. Somebody you could be standing right next to or walking right past, you know, down on the street, they could be struggling with the battle of their life. They could be facing the biggest thing in their life and you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't even know. So, you know, just asking people and connecting and are, are, are you okay? And remember just for people who are struggling, nobody, nobody does it alone. Right. You know, asking for help is a sign of strength. And, you know, so I'm sending prayers and, and love to anyone who especially needs it right now. And that you inspire people with your grit and your grace. And my, my biggest question for everyone right now is, what's a story you want to tell about this time? Mm-hmm. Like, you'll progress weeks from now, months from now, years from now, right? And people are asking you about living during this time. Like, I mean, you can't even you can't even make up like well, all the situation that, that that we're in right now. But what's the story you want to tell, and then work towards that. 
I love it. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be a part of history. I know Sanal, you want to be a part of history. I think we all want to be a part of making change and doing the right thing. And I'm trying to do that with all of my platforms and, um, and, uh, and I think that's, that's the only story, right? Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the metaphor that I'm thinking about is that of a, a butterfly, you know, it's kind of cliche, but it, a butterfly universally is this profound symbol of, of transformation. And I feel like we are, while, while, while the, it's, when, it's when the caterpillar feels like it's the end of the world that it becomes the butterfly, mm-hmm. but while the beauty is in the butterfly, you know, the, the, the growth happens in the cocoon. And right now we, we have an opportunity to be able to level up you know, level up, level up, not, not only our learning, but our life and the life of, of other people around us. Beautiful words, Jim. Um, thank you so much. Uh, there's so much in this book that I've highlighted and marked and uh, wanting to talk about. So we're going to have to do a second, a second session on this. If you would be so kind at some point, I want to talk about the four D's and, and so many more things that we had time for today, but um, nice. it's, if you just really quickly, yeah. I, I appreciate everything that you do, not, not only with the podcast, with After Buzz, just everything, because you and your team having spent time with you, I mean, we need more of this, you know, like you're, you are, you are, especially, well, I can't believe it's been three years, but you, you know, you, you are an unstoppable force of nature and inspiring force for good. And we need more people to, to just, to, to to do this and do this now. So many people are clinging to a world that, just like that but that caterpillar, that caterpillar could cling to a world that was, as opposed to progressing and continuing the cycle. You know, I have a quote in the book, it's in the beginning of the book from a French philosopher that says, life is the C between B and D. Life is C between B and D. B is birth, D is death, C, choice. Our life is a series of choices and we're making these choices every single moment of every single day, you know, from simple things like what are we going to eat today or, you know, who are we going to spend time with to what we're going to do to make positive change. And I believe wholeheartedly that these difficult times, they could define us. These difficult times can diminish us or these difficult times can develop us. We decide we always have a choice. You know, in terms of what to focus on, we have a choice about what things mean. We have choices about the small, simple steps, you know, that we could take every single day. We have a choice for what we're going to stand for and not fall for. And so I just want to remind everybody that Limitless is, it, it's more than just learning faster. That, that's, the, that's the easy thing. But it is, it's, a, it's a really about claiming who you are and remembering who you are and, and who's counting on you right now. Like when I talk about purpose, like we're donating 100% of the proceeds to charity, 100%. Of the book? Of the book. Wow. So for girls uh, who have no access to education, clean water, health care, and Alzheimer's brain health research. Um, and so like, but that's, I think you learn so you could earn, so you could return, you learn so you could earn, so you can return and be able to, to be able to give back. And that that's really the focus. I, 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 I want to thank everyone who's listening right now. That's doing their part. You know, sometimes we have to fight through some of the, some of the worst bad days of our life to be able to earn the best days. And I encourage people to have faith and to imagine what you want most in your life, you know, like like imagine it, visualize it, you know, feel it, believe it, and then work daily for it. 
you know, be too optimistic to scare, you know, to be, be too positive to doubt, be too determined to be defeated. I mean, this is, this is how I'm being inspired constantly, you know, by but look, 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 look for the heroes and look for the people that are, that are really making a difference. It's so easy for our brains to get hijacked by, you know, by like, by the evil that's out there. And what I'm saying is that, that don't, dim your light because it's shining into other people's eyes. You want to be able to shine bright right now and be an example for everyone around you. That's counting on us. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The book is called Limitless. It's available wherever books are sold. It's written by the great Jim Quick, who um, I'm so grateful to you for your time today and your words and your inspiration and your lessons. Um, I would chat want to do what they did last time if they could take a screenshot of this conversation and i i really do believe when i'm talking about a butterfly there's a butterfly effect in science that a butterfly flapping its wings in la could create a tsunami of change across the globe that's how systems work and we're all connected and so like what what are those what are we flapping right now what are we putting out there and um and i wish you happy birthday i i, I challenge everyone to take a screenshot tag everybody who's who's having this conversation right now post it online and share just just one idea that you feel like because you never know where that ripple effect stops because i don't think it ever does and we could create that positive change you know globally and uh you know we could we could change the cosmos that way and so take a screenshot post it online i'll actually repost some of my favorite thoughts that people share from this conversation and i'll actually gift uh, a copy of the book to a couple people that post just oh, as wonderful spreading the good word awesome thank you thank you so much yeah we're gonna have to jeff you're on top of creating a post i'm on it (laughs) we'll create a post and you can retweet it with your with your post and um and so yeah i think that's a great idea life is like if an egg is broken by an outside force life ends but if it's broken by an inside force life begins great things begin on the inside and everyone who's listening everyone who's watching has greatness inside of you you know, and just like, let's let it out now, now when, when's a better time than right now. That's, that's exactly the right thing. It is, it is now we started our show with that quote, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was one of my favorites. I loved it so much. Um, all right, Jim, thank you so much. Happy birthday. Wish you you. your next adventure around the sun. Thank you. Well, I, uh, I'm going to have a better time now that I've identified some of my limiting beliefs and, and now I know where I have to attack. So that's why I took copious notes for myself. This is my own therapy session too. (laughs) All right. Sana, this was, uh, was this your first better together episode? Have you ever listened to the show before? Yes. I've listened to the show before, but this is my first time you know, actually being here and being able to see it all in action. <laughs> so uh, how amazing is Jim? Amazing. I wish I was at the <laughs> summit. I wish I was a part of the, the group, the um, team at that point. So I could have just listened to him. You can listen to him all day long I know. and just hear him talk because now I know a lot of different things that's making me lit that I can be limitless with yeah yeah are you um 
we'll have to ask Jim to send you his book. You'll be one of the ones. So Jeff will ask for that. <laughs> oh, um, thank you. Uh, because I think if you read it, it's, I mean, it's amazing. And he's just, he's such a great speaker. And he really, obviously, for someone who went from, you know, being called the boy with the broken brain, had a traumatic brain injury, to being this memory brain expert, um, it's, uh, it just shows you what we're really, what we're really capable of. It's really inspiring. Yeah. I I don't want to interrupt Sanaa, but I was just going to say for him to, he's the evidence of why purpose and motivation are what drives people to be incredible. The fact that he's giving away 100% of the profits of this book, he has set a like completely tangible purpose for his life. And he's running for that purpose 100% of the time which is why he's so brilliant. He's designed his life to be that way. It's incredible. I have so many things that I like wrote down in here too. Like um, just the fact that burnout isn't necessarily what you think. It's it's because you're not giving and um, you're not living your purpose and how kindness and compassion are contagious. So you can like choose what state you want to be in. And that's, I think, what I've really tried to do in these last three years is I've tried to live in a positive state with forgiveness and with love and with compassion and with empathy. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it was my choice to live in that state and I think it's done me really well. Um, and so it was nice to hear him say all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and, and not that, and the other part is that we don't have energy. We do energy. So getting your power back, I think is so cool. Anyhow, I could go on all day. Speaking of power, Maria, we do have our Good News Monday if we want to end the show with that. We do? Yes. We have our official partnership with the Good News Movement starting today? Yeah, yeah, Well, we did it a couple weeks ago, and um, Michelle Figaro, who has been on the show, is uh, mentioning us in her comments, which is so great. We'll do the same thing for her. But um, Okay, then we need to lead with it every Monday. I know. I, I should have put it... I have it on the rundown, but I should have put it first thing. And just remind me verbally. We'll do. We'll do. But okay. this is definitely worth including. We'll do it quickly. Um, Steven, I sent you the Instagram, but I don't know if you guys saw, there was a beautiful couple that got married during a Black Lives Matter protest in Philadelphia. Steven, if you could throw up that video, that'd be amazing. So cool. This is Dr. Carrie Ann Perkins and Michael Gordon. Um, they got married at the Logan Hotel in Philadelphia. Talk about your wedding is a huge part of your story, mm-hmm. but talk about making your story so much bigger oh through that God. act of courage. I just got the chills. Her wedding dress, not to be like superficial right now, but it's a I'm a girl and she's got a wedding dress on, is maybe my favorite gown I've ever seen. She was stunning. Laura said the exact same thing this morning. She goes, oh, my God, that dress. <laughs> but but I just love that photo. I mean, and that moment that they created for themselves is um, is really cool, really special. Totally. Incredible stuff. They um, could say they got married during history. Their wedding anniversary yeah. is history. <laughs> yeah. So now one last question for you, because, I mean, I have a zillion that we could go to, but um, <laughs> how long, if, how long do you think you will be able able to sustain protesting outside until justice is served um I love for it. me the biggest thing that's been motivating me is my ancestors and for me just knowing that my ancestors had to go through so much more like getting dogs you know rent 
having dogs run and bite them and attack them, um, as well as water hoses, and so much more lynchings. This is nothing. We can do this, and I can continue to do this every day. I, I know my feet hurt a lot, so sometimes I have to rest. I have but, some tips for that I will share with you. Little oh, CBD, wow. little CBD cream never hurts. A little Vaseline never hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to try those methods because then I can be unstoppable uh-huh. and limitless yeah. to my protesting. But I will continue until justice is served. And a lot of people think it's just George Floyd. No. We've got Breonna Taylor. Oh, We've got Tamir Rice. We have so many other people that you know, are victims to police brutality and we're not going to let go until justice is served. I love it. Well, we are right there with you. Um, (laughs) Sanaa, thank you so much for, for being on the show today and um, for sharing. And tomorrow we have uh, another friend of mine on the show, superstar WWE superstar, Charlotte Flair will be here. We had a really great conversation last time she was here. So we're going to be chatting with her tomorrow. Um, if you want to find out more about Jim Quick, you can go to his social at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, or at Quick Learning. We'll put all of that in the summary. Um, and yeah, Sanal, what's your social handle? Oh, yes, you guys can follow me on Instagram at I am underscore Sana. That's S A N A underscore. And on Twitter at I am underscore Sana. Okay, at Stephen Lemieux Photo, at Jeff Crane Graham. In the meantime, everybody, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends, and if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you, and find Finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heal squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.